Okay, the topic uh, for our discipleship class today is uh, You are God's holy priest. God's holy priest. And the text is taken from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5. 1 Peter 2, 5. 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 5 it reads from the king james version it say you also as lovely stones are built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to god by jesus christ and the amplified version say come and like living stones be yourself built into a spiritual house for a holy dedicated and consecrated priesthood to offer up those spiritual sacrifices that are acceptable and pleasing to God through Jesus Christ. New Living Translation verse will say, And now God is building you as a living stone into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are God's holy priests who offer the spiritual sacrifices that please him because of Jesus Christ. Praise God. Now, we found out that there was a position. God gave a position, right? Holy priesthood position. And then he gave the responsibility. In other words, what you and I must do. Now, why he made us the holy priest? Number one, he told us about to offer what? Spiritual sacrifices. And he told us where we are positioned. Where we are positioned. He positioned us into the spiritual temple. And that spiritual temple is what? The kingdom of God. So when God chose us, and then he gave us what? An assignment, and he gave us a position. And what is the, where is the position? The position is where? His kingdom. So God positioned us in his kingdom. And why did he position us there? To offer what? Spiritual sacrifices. And so this study will help us to understand what are the spiritual sacrifices that you and I should offer? And what does it mean to be a holy priest? And what are the qualities or what qualify us to be holy priests? And then what are the duties of being a holy priest? Amen? Alright. The first thing that we're going to deal with here is this, the meaning of a holy priest. What is the meaning of a holy priest? Now, when you go back to the Hebrew world, Kohen, K-O-H-E-N, and the Greek word, Heros, H-I-E-R-U-S. It always means someone who offers services. So, in other words, uh, a holy priest is someone who offers what? Services. A holy priest is who? Someone that offers services. And now you can ask yourself a question. What are the services that the scripture is talking about? What are the services that the scripture is talking about that the holy priest offer? What are the services that the Holy Spirit offer? Because we said the word holy priest from the Greek word, the Hebrew word Kohen, and the Greek word eros always mean to someone who offers services, right? Amen. Okay, so a priest is also someone consecrated to the service of divinity through whom worship 
prayer, sacrifice, and all services are offered. A priest is someone that what is consecrated to the services of what divinity. That individual is consecrated to the what to the services of what divinity. Now, what is divinity? Divinity has to do with spiritual, uh, 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 spiritual activities. Amen. So, a holy priest is someone that is consecrated. The word consecrated means that is set apart. That is what? That is what? Set apart unto God. For what? For services or for a divi- for, 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 for services of a divinity. And then through this priest, they offer worship. Through this priest, they offer prayer. Through this priest, they offer services. And all other services are offered through him. In a temple. Right? Those of you are... Like the Buddhists, uh, like uh, any other uh, religions you're thinking about so far that we have come to know, understand? Like when he goes to Rome, you got a catechist and you got a monks. These are priests. They are just in the building, right? When they want to so- offer their sacrifices, they come and they do their offer, their, their sacrifice offering through them. You understand? So, be, so also before in the Old Testament, we have the holies of holies. No man have the right to enter there. The only individual that had the right to enter there was the priest. Amen. And uh, through the, they used to offer the sacrifices through this priest that has the, the right. So he was the most holy person. He was the most consecrated individual. That through him all the services were offered. Hallelujah. So look at this scripture now that is telling us that you and I, we are holy priests. God's holy priests. Could you imagine? So... We got to know what does that mean for you and I to become a God holy priest. So, also a priest is an ambassador or a mediator, a chosen vehicle through whom God has chosen to serve the people. You understand? So, a priest is what? An ambassador, uh, 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 a mediator that God has chosen, a, a chosen vehicle through whom God has chosen to serve the people. So God has chosen to serve his people through the priest. And the scripture says you are a holy priest. God has chosen you, Paul. God has chosen you, Peter. God has chosen you, Lydia. God has chosen you, uh, Susan, Abraham. God has chosen you, James. God has chosen you, Teddy Bear, whatsoever and whosoever. Through whom? To serve the nation, to serve the world. Are you understanding? Because you are an ambassador. That's what the scripture says. It says, we are ambassadors of Christ. The word ambassadors means representative. So we are representing God on earth here. So God functions, I mean, God manifests his power, his blessing through you and I. So if God wants to bless somebody, God wants to save somebody, he sent Lydia to save them. If God wants to give a healing word to somebody, he sent Abraham. He sent uh, 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 James, he sent Susan. So you are a representative. So you're not honorary men, you're not honorary people. But you are here on earth for a purpose that you should not underestimate at all not. Amen. Let's get what the scripture says. Let me make you to understand again. A priest is also someone consecrated to the service of a divinity. Through whom worship, prayer, sacrifice, and services are offered. So in other words, the scripture says you are a you are God's holy priest. It means you are consecrated to God. You are what? 
consecrated to God. And the word consecrated means you are set apart to God. That through you, worship will be offered. Through you, prayers will be offered. And through you, services what will be offered to God. So how many of you are making yourself available for those services? How many of you are making yourself available for worship to be offered through you? For prayers to be offered through you? For sacrifices to be offered through you? When God is looking for somebody to send, how many of you are willing to go? When God is looking for somebody to send to pray for somebody, to be a blessing to the people, to be a blessing to somebody, how many of you are willing to make yourself available? How many of you are willing to make yourself available? And also the scripture helps us, the, 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 uh, also a priest is an ambassador, a mediator, a chosen vehicle to whom God has chosen to serve the people. You cannot see God, but God has chosen these people to offer services or to bless the nations and the world through them. God has chosen you and I to be a blessing to the world. I am here today, I'm teaching you, right? What happened? God is using me as a what? As a vehicle to deliver this message to you today. How many of you are willing to be a blessing to the church through Sunday school? How many of you are willing to offer worship? How many of you are willing to do all those things? Praise God. St. John chapter 13, verse 16. John 13, 16. Sixteen says, but we start to read from verse fifteen, from verse fifteen to sixteen to, to sixteen. It says, "For I have given you an example that you should do as I have done to you. I have given us what as an example that you should do as I have done to you. Verily, verily, I say unto you, the servant is not greater than his lord, neither." He that is sent greater than he that sent him. So in other words, you and I, we are servants because the Lord, our Lord, the word Lord means owner. The word Lord means what? Owner. The one who owns us is a servant. And what are some of the things that servants do? What are some of the things that servants do? Servants serve. You right? Servants do what? They serve. They offer services. So if you are a child of God, you are a servant. So you must serve. So the question I have for you here is this. How are you serving in the house of God? How are you serving the kingdom of God? Are you serving faithfully? Are you serving faithfully? So these are some of the things. Let's read Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. Until you serve faithfully, you cannot see the blessings. Even as we have gathered here, there are some people that heart is not here. They just came here because of that reason. And when God is distributing blessing, He don't reach them. <laughs> yes. It's 15, Matthew chapter 15. Verse 13. You need to go there, Susan. Come on, Lisa. Susan, come on. Matthew 15, yes. 13, I'm going to read. It said, But He answered and said, Every plant. Which my heavenly father had not planted shall be uprooted. Matthew chapter 5, sorry. And it's also a good scripture, the one I was reading. Matthew 5, 
verse 13. I'm going to read. It says, Ye are the salt of the earth. You are the what? Salt of the earth. Somebody say, I am the salt of the earth. Somebody say, I am the salt of the earth. So you are the salt of the earth. I am the salt of what? The earth. So if the scripture says you are the salt of the earth, what are some of the things that salt do? Those of you who grew cook, I do cook, I know how to cook, so I know some of the things. So what are the things that the salt do? What are some of the things, the work of salt? You say you can cook. Tell me one thing that salt can be used for. Yes. Salt is used for preservation, right? Yeah, what did you say? You want to say? Okay, it gives taste. I love the word. It gives what? Taste. And then it gives, it, 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 it's used to preserve. The last one. Salt is used to heal wound. When you're in a kitchen, you get wound. The first thing you put there is what? Salt. Salt, right? So, if the scripture says you are the salt of the world, in other words, you are the individual that God is using to preserve the world. If God says you are the salt of the world, it means you are the one that God is using to heal the wound of others. How many of you are healing the wound of others? When others are, are traumatized, when others are in problem, when others... Uh, 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 find themselves in difficult situations instead of you pray for them you talk about them most of you but the bible says we are the salt of the earth so in other words we are here to heal the wound of others not to make the wounds be we are making the wounds be by talking about them by saying all kinds of things against them but if truly you are the salt you must heal that wound you must do what? heal that wound and the Bible says, but if the salt have lost his savour, that means the taste, wherewith shall it be salted? It is henceforth good for nothing, but to be cast out and to be trodden under foot of men. Look at that. When the salt loses what it tastes, it is no longer useful. So as a salt of the world, as believers being the salt of the world, we must have taste. So because we have taste, we must, anyone that we get in contact with, we must add taste to their life. We must add taste to people. How many of you are giving taste to others? How many of you and are bringing taste to others? How many of you really? Being the salt of the earth. How many of you are adding taste? To add taste is to add value to other people's life. To add value to other people's life. And the Bible continues, verse 14. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be healed. You are a light. Wow. And then we check back for the grief, for the deeper meaning, for the, for the root meaning of the word light. When you go back, the word light means strength. So if the scripture says you are the light of the world, it means you are the strength of the world. The light means the glory of God. So if you are the light of the world, I mean you are the glory of God. People must see God manifesting through you. So that they will give praise, they will give glory to God. You must bring praise, it's not disgrace to the body of Christ. You must bring glory, not shame to the body of Christ. Your action, your behavior, your attitude must make people come to God, not to stay off from the church. That is what you should do. That is how you should be. And when you talk about the light of the world also, it means the power. Because light carries power. Light carries what? Energy. You are the power of God. Amen? So, we must understand most of these things. So, we are called to serve. We are called to manifest. That is the reason why the scripture says, 
a, a city that is set on an hill cannot be healed. Neither do a light, do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light shine before men, that they may see your good work and glorify who? Your Father who is in heaven. So do you want God's name to be glorified? Eh? And then you must shine. There is a there is a Christian movie. You know, there is a song I learned from that movie. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Ooh. So it's an amazing song. So every one of us have a little light in us. So we must make that light shine. How are you making your own shining? Are you dimming your light? Or are you shining your light? We must allow the light to shine through us. In Jesus' name. Alright. Now we go back to the qualities to become a holy priest. What are some of the qualities? What are some of the qualities? Number one, you must be connected to the high priest. You must be connected to the high priest. If you are a holy priest, you must be connected to who? To the high priest. And who is the high priest? Christ is what? The high priest. So you must be connected to him. Like what the scripture says in John chapter 15. Verse 4. It says, Abide in me. So abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same shall bring forth much fruit. For without me, you cannot do nothing. You hear what the scripture says, Lydia? Huh? Without me, you cannot do what? Nothing. And who is the me in that scripture? Jesus Christ. So do you want to do something? Huh? Do you want to do something? You want to do something. And the source of the strength to do that thing is Jesus Christ. It's not man. So if you want to manifest, if you want to operate, if you want to function into what God has called you to function, and then you need to what? Continue in Jesus. Do not let nobody take you from Jesus Christ. Do not let nobody take you from Jesus Christ. I was ministering to somebody, and I, and I thought of what the scripture says, Emma, about Joseph that carries Jesus' cross. Jesus was carrying the cross but in the process of carrying the cross he was falling down and then he will wake up again and take up his cross and go with strength because he was doing it out of passion men were not pushing him but he was doing it out of what passion and joseph that came to help jesus christ he was not tied up or he was not forced no but he did it out of what passion in the process of heaven now the process of transitioning the cross from Jesus to, to Joseph was an illustration that any one of us that want to follow Jesus Christ, we must be willing to take what? Our own cross and follow, follow him. And the scripture helps us to understand that this man Joseph, he was carrying the cross, he fell down with the cross, but he did not stop there. He said, no, 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 I'm tired, no. But what happened? He continued, he forced himself until he reached at the Golgotha. His stool, when the master was being crucified, tears was running down from his eyes. That was passion. So if we want to reach our destination in life, 
If we want to become who God wants us to become, we want to be who God wants us to be. And then we must do everything for God with passion. Not with grumbling, not with complaining, not with comparison. Do it with passion. That is the only thing that will help you because it takes passion for Christ to die on the cross of Calvary. And it takes passion for you to fulfill the call of God. It takes passion for you to manifest in the will and the purpose of God. So, that's what Jesus Christ, the scripture says, he said, abide in me. You must remain in him, continue in him. Dig deep in him. The Bible says, because without him, nobody will make him, will make it. So, today I'm asking you a question. Are you passionate about what you're doing for God? Or are you doing it because of one reason or the other? Because Joseph was carrying the cross for the master with passion. People were mocking him. Right? People were mocking him. People were saying all kinds of things, all manner of things, but this man could not give up and drop the cross. He pushed. Are you pushing? Or are you relaxing? Is the question that I have for you here. Are you going forward? Or you have reached to the place, the point of giving up? Jesus never give up until he says it is finished. So don't give up until what? It is finished. Don't give up until it is finished. In the process of carrying the cross, <laughs> there must be hurdles, there must be challenges. But the focus of Joseph was not the, the, the crucifiers, the focus was the master. So who is your focus in this race? You. Who is your focus? Who's your focus? Are you sure? If you're not the master, you're not going to see that there first until they tell you to come. Yes. Lydia, who's your focus? Jesus. What about you? 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 Jesus. So, the one you put your focus on determines your destination. If you focus on men, you will end up with men. But if you focus with Jesus Christ on Jesus, you will end up with who? Jesus Christ. Amen. Joseph never focused on those who were crucifying Christ. But he focused on the master. And so he ended up with the master. The thief on the cross. He was being nailed and on the cross. But he recognized the power of the master. And then he surrendered to him. Master, I want to be with you in paradise. Forgive me. And Jesus said, you shall be with me in paradise. So whom you focus on determines whom you will end up with. Run the race with Christ and you end up with Christ. Amen. Amen. So, abide to continue. And verse 6 says, If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are born. So do you want to be born into the fire? You are not a child, but you are a holy priest for the spirit, for, the, for, for, for sacrifices. And God is not willing that you may be born. That is the reason why he's calling you to abide in him today, to continue in him today. You cannot offer good services without you continuing Christ. Until you continue Christ, you cannot offer better sacrifices, better services. The master is calling you today. 
to continue be rooted in him. Let nothing take you off him. Hallelujah. And he said, if you abide in me, my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. So number one benefit is when you continue the master, everything becomes what possible for you. Anything you ask for, he will do what? He will do it for you. Continue with the master. Continue with the master. And your life will flourish. Amen? Okay. That is one way. That is one way. Another way, again, we call it sanctification. We call it what? Sanctification. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 21. Timothy 2.21 It says, If a man therefore purge himself from, the, from this, it shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and made for the master's use, and prepared unto every good work. And you need to ask yourself a good question. What, is, what man needs to purge himself out of this? But in a great house, they are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of art, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from this it shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctify and meet for the master's use and prepare unto every good work. And they say, Flee also youthful lust, but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call upon the name of the Lord with a pure heart. So when you cleanse yourself to sanctify me to set yourself apart unto God, flee youthful lust, flee envy, flee hatred, flee jealousy. Give yourself to God and you become a vessel that God will use. Hallelujah. You become a vessel. God is not using, ready to use dirty things. God wants to use pure things. God wants to use what? Pure, pure things. things. So you must be pure before God uses you. Anyone that is living an unpure life and then you see them doing that God is used, I mean, they are being used. They are not being used by God. They are being used by different powers. If you want God to use you, you must what? Be what? Pure. You must be pure. I think this God Sunday we talk on the integrity. That if you want to flourish in this month of October, you must live a life of what? Integrity. And we say the word integrity means pure. The word integrity means unmixed. The word integrity means uncontaminated. And so when we talk about uncontamination, we said we have, if you have, what is contamination? Contamination is like this. When you have a pure water, right? Clean water. And then you take what? Dirty water and pure it in that clean water. What has happened to that water? The water has been contaminated, right? So, because in order for you to prevent contamination, you must shift everything. You must do what? Shift everything that comes into your life. Shift it. Shift the words you hear. Shift the places you go. Shift the food you eat. Shift everything. And do not take everything into yourself. Hallelujah. So that is what we mean by sanctification. Shift everything. Now the duties of men. Only affirmative. The duties of the holy priest. The holy priest to offer spiritual sacrifices. Now the holy priest is to offer what? Spiritual sacrifices. Under the new covenant, every believer in Christ is a what? Is a holy priest. As a priest they are to offer spiritual sacrifices through Christ. So, we all are what? Are priests. And so, because of that, as a priest, we are to offer what? 
spiritual sacrifices to who? To Christ. To Christ. And you need to ask yourself a question. What are the spiritual services? When we talk about the spiritual sacrifices, replace the material sacrifices of the old covenant. Where are the material sacrifices? They used to, they used to offer goat, lamb, and all these things. So our spiritual sacrifices have replaced what? Those material what? Sacrifices. So now, we no longer kill goats. We no longer kill chicken. We no longer kill monkey. No, we don't do those things to offer to God. God is no longer interested in those things. But he's interested in our what? Our spiritual sacrifices. That is the reason why he told us in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 to 2, that we must render our body as what? As a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable what? Services. Praise God. So those spiritual sacrifices include believers' prayers. Your prayer is what? A spiritual sacrifice. Lydia, your prayer is what? Okay. So your prayer, another thing, another spiritual service is your worship. Your worship is what? A spiritual sacrifice. So you are called as a, as a royal priest to offer what? Spiritual sacrifice. Offer worship unto God. If you don't worship God, whom we worship God? If you don't pray to God, whom else will pray to God? So your prayers are the spiritual sacrifices that the scripture is talking about. And also, your soul winning, your teachings, like what I'm doing right now. Any word or deed motivated by a desire to please God. Any word you offer or any action or behavior that motivates you from the desire to please God. Is what a spiritual sacrifice. If God leads you to bless your pastor, you see me, I'm blessing pastor every week with this. You understand? From the bottom of your hand, nobody falls to you. It's what a spiritual sacrifice. If God leads you to be cleaning the church, me, I will be sweeping this church. I'll be packing the chairs. I will bring chairs in this church. These are spiritual sacrifices. You're giving the house of God, the kingdom of God. It's what a spiritual sacrifices. Once you are led by the Spirit of God, because the scripture says those who are led by God are the what? The sons of God. Those who are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. So allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. So these are the spiritual sacrifices that the scripture is talking about. Amen. Amen. And also, uh, to bring glory to Christ, glorify His name, like what the scripture says that we are the light of the world. Our light must shine, right? So that glory, men will see and glorify God who is in heaven. So, this is what I want you to learn today. That you are a holy priest. And so because you are a holy priest, you must offer spiritual sacrifices. We are the living stone of God's temple. And a holy priest for the purpose of offering spiritual sacrifices. Therefore, we should endure all it takes, continue in this world that we should bring glory to him. Do not let nobody take you from off God. Continue. Abide. Function. Operate. And do what he has called you to do. Yes, rain will come. Sun will shine. But let Jesus be Jesus for you. Hold on to him. Like how Jacob hold on to God. I will not let you go, master. Unless you what? Bless me. The word of God helped us to understand. He was even breaking he was even wounded but he could not allow the wound to stop him 
Master, even though I am wounded, I will not let you go. This is how it should be. Are you wounded right now? Let that wound not stop you. That wound should not stop you. Are you broken hearted right now? It should not stop you. Hold on the Lord. Hold on to him. I will not let you go. I will not let you go. That should be your word. Put your hands together for Jesus.